Yeah, Jesus is more than just all right, actually. But I don't know about y'all, but I feel like I could have an entire service of just that. <laughs> that song just jammed for a while. Well, good morning, people of God. Oh, what a beautiful day the Lord has given us. Amen? Amen. So glad you are all with us today. For those of you joining online who don't know me, my name is Pastor Dave Parker, King of Kings, is our family of faith. And uh, it's just a good day to give praise to God. Amen? Amen. Uh, for those at home, uh, we will be having Holy Communion. Hopefully all of you received your communion kits on your way in. Uh, so this time, if you want to get some bread and some wine or grape juice for after our time of confession, we will be having communion. Actually, we are celebrating communion in a special way today. Uh, we have uh, a First Communion Sunday today. So we had 16 kids yesterday morning running around the building. It was awesome. Second graders, uh, beautiful, beautiful kids. Uh, we sat and we talked about how important communion is, what it all is, that it's a gift of God. It, it's God saying, hey, I want to be so much a part of your lives that I want to be in you. And so that's, you know, communion, the bread and the wine, the, the, the body and the blood is, is God saying, I love you so much, I want to be with you. So uh, we are celebrating with our first communicants today. I want to name them for you. And if they are here, I believe we've got five of them for our 930 service. But uh, we had Levi, uh, Barber, Noah Beauvais, Logan Brickman, Clayton Colby. Come on down, Clay. Uh, Brady DePesto, Audrey Katie, Penny Kropodlowski, Lucas Martin, Dylan Millard, Augie Parker, Colin and Drew Perry. Come on down, fellas. Luca Rancilio, uh, Owen and Jameson Trafalski. Come on down. Faith Wooten, Jack Williamson, Adam Assumption, and Salvatore Giuseppe DiMartino. So, why don't y'all just uh, join me in a prayer and blessing these, uh, well, these young men this morning. So come on over here so we can point our blessings in one area. There we go. All right, let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you and we praise you for the most precious gift of Holy Communion. We ask that you bless these young men who are receiving or who are preparing to receive your body and blood for the first time. May your presence surround each of them and each of us with your love and forgiveness. You have provided us richly through these amazing gifts and we pray that you continue to do so until the end of time. And all of God's people say, Amen. Okay, you can head back to your seats. Thank you, gentlemen. They got of our uh, 16 kids, 13 of them were boys yesterday, and only one of them sat in a seat for any amount of time. It was amazing. It felt like being home. I don't know. Our annual Easter egg hunt is coming up on April 8th, a week from this Saturday. There is a sign-up uh, board on that, uh, near that pillar there, the table. We're still looking for some people to help with games, crafts, set up, or to donate food. Uh, and please be sure to bring back those Easter eggs. If you uh, took any of those plastic eggs last week, bring those back filled as soon as you can. We can't wait. Uh, Holy Week begins this next Sunday. Uh, we have Palm Sunday. So as you come back to church next week, you're going to get a palm on your way in. And then, of course, following Palm Sunday, we've got Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, later in the week, both at 7 o'clock as we experience, once again, the passion of our Christ. Finally, I would like to uh, invite uh, Keith Bradley to come forward and share uh, a little bit about who he is and the way that we are all connected together. Good. Jesus is all right with me, too. Yes, he is. 
Hey, my name is Keith Bradley, and uh, it's an honor to be here. King of Kings, it's been three years. I've been trying to make it to King of Kings for three years. I was invited by Mike, Linda, and Kathy after they came down to the shelter that I used to be at and uh, bringing a donation from you guys, all the gifts, all the blessing that King of Kings bring down to the homeless. So the pandemic hit. Of course, I wasn't able to make it. We reconnected. We stayed in touch all throughout the years of the pandemic. And so I'm here this morning, and I am honored. I am blessed to be here. King of kings, you guys are kings. Uh, all the donations you have given us to help the homeless, to help the mentally illness that's down there in our neighborhoods in the, in the city of Detroit, we, honored, we really appreciate you guys. Uh, Mike called me and said, what do you need, Mr. Bradley? I said, I need some towels. Next thing you know, I got 300 towels, you know. What do you need, Mr. Bradley? Well, I have 56 rooms here. We need curtains. I'm low on sheets. Next thing you know, we got curtain rods. We got sheets. We got comforters. So uh, it's just a blessing. You know, when our new King of Kings was coming down to the shelter, it was like a holiday down there. They're like, King of Kings coming today? It's King of Kings coming today? So when the caravan will pull up with you guys with the, your love offerings and your donations, it was more than a donation. It was some hope. It was some love. It was some peace. You know, it was much more than just a donation. So uh, I have developed a friendship with Linda, Kathy, Mike. Uh, they asked me to come. So that's why I'm here. You know, the people we serve are, are in need. You know, God has allowed me to live two lives in one lifetime. You know, my sober date is January 7th, 2008. I was once a client in that very same shelter that I work at, that I became the director of, but I came through the door as a client. So I know through God's blessing and his grace and his mercy, anything is possible. But I'm here today just to let you guys know that we truly appreciate your, your guys' donations. They do not go in vain. They give our clients hope. I was sharing with Pastor Dave early today, and one of my clients asked me for a blanket. So I gave him a blue blanket. He said, well, can I get a blue curtain? So I went through the pile that you guys gave. I gave him a blue curtain, you know. He come back and say, Mr. Bradley, can I get a blue toothbrush <laughs> to match my curtains, to match my comfort? You know, things that we take for granted, you know, mean so much to other individuals. That's why when I see the, the vans pull up with Mike and Linda with their smiling faces, I see hope. I see hope. I see love. I will give you a quick illustration of what, when I said God allow us to live, allow me to live two lives in one lifetime. A lot of the people that we serve, are just like this $20 bill. $20 bill, right? It's been balled up, right? It's been kicked, right? But once I pick it up, like God pick us up, straighten us out, have this $20 bill lost its value, still valuable. 
I have been kicked, I have been spit on, a lot of people we serve. Just went through the same thing this $20 bill went through, but it still has its value. And I know that the King of Kings sees the value in the people that we serve by just by your past actions coming down to the shelter, coming down in the middle of a pandemic, uh, continue to give to the less fortunate. I'm just honored to be here. I'm honored that you guys invited me here. You know, glad I could make it. My two brothers also came to support us. These are my two brothers. Uh, I used to be part of the problem. Today, I just try to be part of the solution, only through God's grace and his loving mercy. Thank you guys for having me once again. I think I can speak for us all that we are the ones who are honored to have you with us today. So praise God for all the ways that God works in our lives. With all that said, I invite you to stand as you are able and uh, turn to your sisters and brothers. Greet one another in God's name. Let us pray. Almighty God, your Son came into this world to free us from all sin and death. Breathe upon us the power of your Spirit, that we may be raised to new life in Christ and serve you in righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever, and all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So today marks the final Sunday of our Lenten journey. As I said before, next Sunday kicks off with Palm Sunday and the start of Holy Week. And we've been on this incredible journey through the very core of the Bible, through the book of Psalms. Here's a brief recap of the lessons that we've learned, the steps that we have taken on this journey. Our first step was found in Psalm 51. That spoke of the importance to ask for God for a clean heart, to be vulnerable with God and and with each other, to ask for a fresh start, because we need that from time to time. Amen? Amen. So what better time to ask than now? Our second step was Psalm 32, sharing with us the joy of forgiveness. That when we ask for God's forgiveness and when we offer it to others, it's like wiping the slate clean. It lets us shed those those heavy burdens of our guilt and our shame and our hurts that we've been carrying around maybe for decades and just get them all off to free us up to get busy living. Amen? That sounds good. It's a good step of the journey. The next step after that we read from Psalm 121. A reminder that as we lift our eyes and we see those hills, we see those fears, we see those things that are unknown to us, 
that we need to be turning to the one who can actually do something about them, the one who can lead us through those fears, those hills, those unknowns. And who do we turn to? The Lord, right? I had you repeat over and over, my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Say that with me. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Let that be sown into your heart so deep we don't forget. The next huge step that we took was found in Psalm 95, teaching us to give praise to God in everything. With our whole bodies, whether it's raising our hands or or clapping during worship or getting down on our knees in those quiet, still moments. When we are giving praise to God with all that we have, with all that we do, lifting one another up, looking for the good. That is so important. Our perspective on life is so key to how we live our lives. If we are only looking at the obstacles, the bad, guess what we only see? The obstacles. If we are looking for the good, if we are like searching for ways to give God praise today, guess what we start to see? Things that we can give God praise for. So let that be our lesson in Psalm 95 to give praise to God in all things. We start to see the good in life. We start to see the blessings all around us. Amen? Amen. Like I said, a huge step. Last Sunday, we took yet another step toward a deeper, more meaning-filled life found in Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is uh, uh, it taught us to trust in our God and in God's promises. That there will be times in our lives when we have those dark valleys, right? Those, those moments when we feel alone or maybe we're surrounded by our enemies. And yet in the midst of that, God is our shepherd. God not only walks with us, but also leads us toward those calm waters, toward new life, toward new opportunities. That psalm just speaks to our very hearts to remember that God is our shepherd and walks with us every day. Amen? Amen. This morning we take our final step on this Lenten journey through the book of Psalms. Not that we have covered it all, because there are 150 Psalms. And I don't, I'm sure you all would want to just listen to Psalms for the entire year, which maybe we'll do someday. But uh, I pray that as we continue on our own journeys in this life, the lessons we have learned from these psalms this Lenten season are ones that just kind of stick to us, right? Ones that we can turn back to and turn toward as we encounter everything that life throws our way. So today uh, we read from Psalm 130. I invite you to follow along on the screen. It's another good one. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with Him is great power to redeem. It is He who will redeem Israel from all its iniquities. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
There's actually a lot jammed into these few verses here, words that offer yet another perspective for us to focus on, especially when we start to apply these words to our own lives. So, let's dig in. Oh my goodness, did I just lose (laughs) y'all? Woo! All right. Psalm 130 begins where we have all been at some point in our lives. Maybe where you find yourself this morning, from the the depths of human suffering, from a dark place, from a place we see little other than our hardships, our anxieties, our worries, our pains. It starts with these words, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Grief, depression, illness, poverty, Abuse, like I've said before, every single one of us suffering from the traumas that we experienced throughout this pandemic. We all got PTSD, I believe it. All those other things, they have plunged us into darkness at times in our lives. Sometimes so deep that it almost feels like death. It's actually a reality that quite a few of the Psalms talk about. The depths. One of the great theologians, Augustine, compared the abyss of suffering to the belly of the whale that Jonah was stuck in. Jonah's abyss was deep in the water and the yawning center of that whale's body tangled with the very entrails of the beast, is what Augustine said. You ever feel like your difficult, awful experience or stretch of life felt like that, like you were tangled in the entrails of whatever it was that was dragging you down, yeah? I know we all have. And that's where this psalm starts. Acknowledging that life isn't always what we hope it is. That maybe most days it's easier to see the struggles than the good, easier to feel the pain than the joy. Out of the depths we cry. And so this prayer starts out of that place and follows it up with a demand to be heard. Verse 2 says, pay attention to my suffering, Lord. Out of the depths I cry to you, listen up. And I feel like most times when I've read something like this or, or said those words myself, it comes out of a place believing that God just isn't there. Pain, whether physical, psychological, spiritual, or any combination, can be so isolated we feel abandoned to our misery, even by God. But the thing about this psalm is that it's crafted in a slightly different way. It comes from a different point of view. It's not that the person is yelling at God to to pay attention because he feels left alone, but it's out of a certainty that God's going to hear. It's coming, it's saying, out of the depths I cry to you, I know you're going to hear this. The person has every confidence that God is listening and will respond to that cry of pain because mercy is who God is. Amen? The person cries out from the sure conviction that God cares because caring is who God is. Amen? Verses 5 and 6 show 
how much trust in the promises that God has made that they know God is going to follow through, that their soul waits for the Lord more than those who wait or watch for the morning. It even repeats it. So confident. I absolutely love that verse because if there's one thing that we hold to be true is that the sun's coming up tomorrow, right? Whether we see it or not, because some mornings are cloudy. We get a lot of cloudy days in Michigan. But even still, we know that that sun is coming up again. It takes until the very end of our lives for us to actually have that thought of, I wonder if I'm going to make it till tomorrow. There isn't another moment in our lives that we think that. I'm going to guess that none of you went to bed last night going, I wonder if the sun's going to come up. Because we know it to be true. That's how certain the person who wrote this psalm is that God is good. I hold to that hope even more so than someone who is watching to see if the sun shows up. Now I get all too well that our struggles and our doubts do their best to get us thinking that God doesn't care, that God isn't listening, that God just might not be there. But like I said last week, has God ever not gotten you through something? If you are listening to these words right now, that means you have gotten through everything in your past. Whether you feel good about it or not, you've seen the other side. So why would God stop now? God makes good on God's promises. Period. You can be more certain than knowing that the sun's going to show up tomorrow. And to reinforce that God is good, we get verses 3 and 4 driving this home. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities... Who could stand? In other words, if you are finding our faults, who's going to be able to stand up? Or if this was all about judging us for our rights and our wrongs, then we would all be squashed flat. But there is forgiveness in you so that you may be revered, verse 4 says. Which tells me that if God was all about judgment, we'd all be gone. And yet here we stand. So obviously there is forgiveness with God because forgiveness is who God is. Amen? This psalm is about the very character of God, which remains steadfast even when we are crying out from the depths of our lives. God isn't to be feared because of the wrath of God's judgment. God is to be revered because with the Lord there is steadfast love. God's unchanging love is the essence of who God is and God's power is precisely the power to redeem. We're encouraged to remember that throughout all of our lives that God is the God who is mercy, who is love. It's not that God has mercy. God is mercy. It's not that God has love. God is love. Our God not only hears the cry from the abyss of our experiences, but meets us there in the depths of them. Jesus didn't just hope that we get our act together to come on up and meet Him up high. He got right down into the thick of it. That cross is about as low as you can go. And that's where Jesus met us. Not waiting for us. He came all the way down to get us. Not only did he come to get us, but he walks through 
everything with us, sharing in our suffering, leading us toward the light of new life. And what screamed at me most in these verses is that because of everything that I just shared with you, the invitation today is to have hope. Everyone say, I I need some hope. In all things, we need to hold to hope. As sure as the sun's going to come up tomorrow, God will see us through anything and everything that we're experiencing life because that's just who God is. And so we hold to hope. Which begs the question. I feel like this is the, the major leap here that we get to the finish line of this Lenten journey. The next step that we take is about hope. So it begs the question, what are you hoping for today? Now, I'm not talking about a PS5. (laughs) I'm not talking about, I really hope I get to uh, 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 Jamaica. That'd be really nice to get on vacation. No, I'm talking about what is your soul yearning for today? What does your very being hope for this morning? For healing, for love, for acceptance, for the hurts to stop, for there to be peace in your heart, for for forgiveness, for a new start, whatever the hope Jesus provides. That's what we have learned throughout all these psalms. Every step of this journey, one after another, is that reminder that God makes good on God's promises, that God walks through everything with us, with us, even the depths of life. And because of that, you and I, sisters and brothers, we have hope. And hope does not disappoint. And so, dear ones, regardless of where you are at in life this morning, or how you're feeling lately, or what you've been dealing with, may you come to know in your heart of hearts that God is with you that God is for you, that we may hold to the hope that God is always going to be bringing us new life and new opportunities for us to experience in our lives. Even death is not the end for our God. So may you always remember that as you are experiencing the hardships of life, God has things in store for you, good things for you to experience Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we can't thank you enough for the gift of today, whether we are feeling great about life or that it was a hard struggle to get out of bed. Lord, we just pray that uh, you use these words that you have given us today to just make a new home in our hearts, to once again be reminded of all the promises that you provide for us each and every day, And that we can not only believe those, Lord, but live like we believe those. That we can get busy loving people and caring for people. That you can lead us to new life and new opportunities even in our worst moments. God, give us the hope to believe that you walk with us. Give us the hope to believe that you choose us to make a difference in this world, that we are your hands and feet, that you invite us on this journey to support and love even people that we've never met before. So we ask all this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, 
Amen. I invite you to stand as you are able. Called together to follow Jesus, we now pray for the church, the world, and for all who are in need. At the end of each little prayer, I will say, God of grace, please respond with, hear our prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you have breathed into us the breath of life. Enliven your church. Deepen our partnerships with our companion churches around the globe and bless the work of missionaries who accompany them. God of grace, hear our prayer. Your Spirit brings life to creation. Enliven the natural world and restore ecosystems in need of healing. Uplift prophetic voices that turn us to the needs of the soil beneath our feet and the air all around. God of grace, hear our prayer. You redeem the world and its peoples. Free us from the systems of oppression. Raise up leaders at all levels of government who work to promote the dignity of every human life. God of grace, hear our prayer. You weep when we weep. Be present with those who grieve or who are troubled by illness or tough times especially those we name now either silently or out loud. You hear us when we call to you. Deliver us from the worries that bind us. God of grace, hear our prayer. Your spirit of life dwells in our assembly. Bless the music ministries of this church and all who lead us in hymns of praise. Bless our servers, our greeters, ushers, and tech crew as they so graciously share the gifts of their time and talent with us so that we can get busy worshiping you. God of grace, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words through Jesus Christ our Lord as we now pray the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. We now take a moment to reflect on our week, to confess to God those times when we have failed to live as God calls us to. So please repeat after me. God of life, we confess that we... Oh, I said repeat after me, didn't I? Please read with me on the screen. How about we do that? That'll be a little less confusing as I keep going through. God of life, we confess that we are wrapped up in our sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts Where we are reluctant, give us courage. Where we are cynical, restore our trust. 
Renew us with your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And now hear this, dear children of God. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for us. And for His sake, God forgives us all of our sin. And so, as a called member of the Church of Christ and God's authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and all of God's people say, Amen. At this time, I invite you to take out your communion cups. For those of you at home, to grab your bread and wine or grape juice as we prepare ourselves to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. And again, we share in our excitement for those who are experiencing their communion with our assembly for the first time this morning. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. The body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. The blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. Uh, thank you for all the ways that you continue to uh, faithfully support and, and provide for King of Kings. The offering buckets are on your way out this morning. There'll be a QR code at the end of worship. Just know that every little bit adds up to, to us being present in our community. Finally, may you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Man, with that, people of God, may you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.